one. Open your Bibles this morning to Genesis 24. I've shared out of this passage several times around Easter time or Valentine's Day because it it is just such a uh, such a picturesque uh, picture of of love and pursuit uh, of Isaac uh, and Rebecca and the father pursuing a bride on behalf of Isaac his son. But uh, the the Lord just impressed on me something a little fresh in this story this morning, and so I I, I want to just share. Um, this morning, so if you'll follow along, we'll read. Uh, we'll we'll read the the passage. I, I asked you before service or at the earlier in the service, uh, how many of you can appreciate what it is to be pursued, and there there is a confidence in a pursuing love that when you know, I mean, there there's all kinds of loves that we have. Amen. Uh, but there's something about, I mean, there, there's the kind of love that we know that somebody's waiting on us, and that's, that's awesome. But it's a whole different level when you know that somebody loves you and they're coming for you. Amen? Uh, and I, I'm, I'm going to throw in an old, uh, I'm going to throw in a gun smoke reference because I've been watching all the old gun smokes lately. How many know, how many even know what gun smoke is? Uh, <laughs> and, uh, uh, oh, M- Miss Kitty was kidnapped by some bad guys in Gunsmoke, and she was her normal, arrogant self. And uh, the bad guy said, "You must—that must be some kind of guy you got waiting on you back in Dodge City." And she said, "He is, and if I know him, he's not waiting there." And uh, she knew that. He was coming after her. Amen. How, how many knows that that's the kind of relationship that we have with the Lord? When the enemy comes in like a flood <laughs> uh, and tells you, well, what kind of God do you think you serve up there in heaven? Well, yes, we serve an awesome God up there in heaven, but I've got news for you. He's on his way right here, right now. Amen. Because we have a present help in this age it's not just something that we look forward to in the coming age but a very present help in this age uh, it all was birthed in love for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son yeah, all the way from the beginning of the story in Genesis through Revelation it is all one long love story it is a story of god's love toward man and god's redemptive power so when you hold the bible and as you read the bible if you will read it with the mindset that it is a story of god's love and desire of restoration for the body back into relationship with him and that's what the 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 word of god is all about that's what uh we're that's what eternity is all about and that God is pursuing us for relationship. Now, let's go to Genesis 24, and I'll go back and give us a little bit of background 
Um, many of y'all have heard me share on this passage before, but Genesis chapter 24, now Abraham was old, well advanced in age, and the Lord had blessed Abraham in all things. So Abraham said to the oldest servant of his house, who ruled over all that he had, Please put your hand under my thigh, and I will make you swear by the Lord, the God of heaven and the God of earth, that you will not take a wife for my son from the daughters of the Canaanites, among whom I dwell. But you shall go to my country, to my family, and take a wife for my son, Isaac. And the servant said to him, Perhaps the woman will not be willing to follow me to this land. Must I take your son back to the land from which you came? But Abraham said to him, Beware that you do not take my son back there. The Lord God of heaven, who took me from my father's house and from the land of my family, who spoke to me and swore to me, saying to your descendants, I give this land, he will send his angel before you. And you shall take a wife from my, for my son uh, from there. And if the woman is not willing to follow you, then you will be released from this oath. Only do not take my son back there. So the servant put his hand under the thigh of Abraham, his master, and swore to him concerning this matter. Then the servant took ten of his master's camels and departed, for all the master's goods were in his hand. And he arose and went to Mesopotamia, to the city of Nahor. And he made his camels kneel down outside the city by a well of water at evening time, the time when women go out to draw water. Isaac, let, let's, Father, we thank you for the word. God, bring it alive in our heart. God, it's not just a story of history, but God, it is a representation. It is a foreshadowing of Jesus Christ. And I ask God that you would bring it alive in our spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Isaac, in this story, is a type of Christ. It doesn't take a lot of imagination to see Isaac as a type of Christ. The Bible called him the son of promise to Abraham. He was a son given uh, when all hope was lost. And God blessed Abraham with a promised son. He was the son that, if you'll remember, Abraham took up to the mountain. And in fact, the last time we see Isaac um, in the story, we, Abraham had taken Isaac up to the mountain to sacrifice him. And God intervened. But the Word teaches us that he was as good as sacrificed. He was, uh, because why? He was a type of of Christ, that he was sacrificed uh, for, for the Father. And so uh, here we, we see this, this story. Now Abraham is called his, his faithful servant, Eleazar, in uh, a servant that at one point God, Abraham had decided would be his only heir because he couldn't have any children. And he had complained to God, shall everything that I have go to my servant Eleazar? the servant of my house. But no, that was not God's plan. But Eleazar was a faithful servant, a right hand to Abraham. So in this story, I think it's easy to see Eleazar as a type of the Holy Spirit. 
a type of, of uh, and we see Abraham as a type of the father. So we see all the characters in play in this one story. We see Rebecca, we'll, we'll introduce her in a little bit, but she is the bride, the virtuous bride that is being brought back into relationship with uh, Isaac. And so we see all, it's just such an uh, easy uh, passage to see the work of the father in the church and what God is doing. And I think it's put there for the purpose of showing us that God loves you and that God desires to have the church as the bride of Christ. And, and, and there's a, uh, what struck me, and I, I really hadn't done much research on this until, uh, honestly, till early this morning, I got to thinking, well, how far was it from Canaan to Nahor? How, how far really was it that, uh, uh, that Abraham, because see, that he had traveled to to the to the land of Canaan like sixty some years earlier. So uh, how far was? It's a long way. I was surprised. I mean, it's like hundreds and hundreds of miles, and they didn't just jump on a jet plane. They took camels and set out much of that destination was across deserts now that's one thing for Eleazar a faithful servant to make that trip to Rebecca but it's a whole nother thing for Rebecca to come back across that desert across that journey with Eleazar with nothing but a promise but God said to Eleazar take a sample Take 10 camels. You're going to need a lot of supplies. You're going to need stuff to help make Rebecca comfortable on her journey. You're going to need to ward off attacks, and, and you're going to need to be able to give her water, and you're going to need to be able to take, and, and you're going to be able to show her family that I'm a wealthy man. See, they hadn't seen Abraham in a long time, and you didn't pick up the cell phone and call. I mean, as far as they knew, Abraham was dead. They hadn't heard from Abraham in a long time, 65 years. And so I want you to show my family that I am wealthy, that I am successful. I want you to show Rebecca that she has a hope and a promise and something that she can go, and that I'm going to sustain her, and I'm going to take care of her if she just comes back with you. And if she doesn't come back with you, then you're released from this oath. We've been studying in Hebrews on Wednesday night, and I was studying about the new covenant that we live in and, 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 and reading about how uh, Christ is better than the old priest and the old covenant, and uh, he's a greater mediator, and he's our high priest, and he serves in the, the, the tabernacle in heaven, not the tabernacle here on earth. And uh, so we're, we're seeing the contrast, but what we're also seeing is that Christ died, the Bible says, once and for all. So what the Word is saying is that Jesus isn't going to go to the cross again. You ever met anybody that seems like they're waiting on Christ to do something more for their salvation? Christ has already done everything he's going to do for your salvation. You have got to accept his death and his burial and his resurrection that has already taken place because God's not going to. It would be cruel of God to put him through it again 
when he completed the perfect gift already. So he's not going to do it again. And that's what Abraham is saying to Eleazar. Whatever you do, my son will not go back there again. They're going to have to trust. Now, there's no evidence. I think that wording is there under the direction of the Holy Spirit. There's no evidence that Isaac had ever been uh, there. But, uh, but uh, I think that the Holy Spirit is, is, is letting us see that he's foreshadowing something greater and that he will not go back to the land that I came from. But, and, and God is telling us that, listen, we can go to him. And he's got it all under control, but we have to be, we have to understand that Christ has already paid the price, and, and Abraham has already done all that needs to be done, for, for, and Isaac has already done all that needs to be done, and that Rebekah has to come. So Christ uh, pursues us. He is looking for us. Just, how, we, we sing that song, I Found Jesus, and that's a beautiful song, but the reality is we didn't find Jesus, Jesus found you. I often tell people, you didn't find Jesus for the same reason that the thief didn't find the jailhouse. You weren't looking for him. Uh, you know, man in their nature uh, runs from Christ because the sin nature in us hides from the presence of God. But Jesus pursues us. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I, I tell this little story in here usually on valentine's day but I, when we Rhonda and i were dating and that was a, a, about 60 years ago wasn't that long ago but it was a long time ago we just leave it at that and uh, we were teenagers yes we were high school sweethearts and um went to both our junior and senior prom together and ate at Crystal's both times. Yes, I'm the man. Hallelujah. So, <laughs> and um, so uh, we had gone on a family vacation, but we were, me and I, I had it bad for Sister Rhonda. And I don't, and, and see, now... You know, you FaceTime, and you call, and you text, and but then, I mean, if you were gone for two weeks, you were gone for two weeks. I mean, if, if, uh, you, you, there was a phone in the hotel, but I couldn't make a long-distance phone call uh, back to Jacksonville, Florida. And uh, so, you know, we just didn't talk for, for that two weeks. I, I don't imagine. I'm, we might have squeezed a phone call in, but I I don't remember. She's saying no. And so we get back home, and it's still it's, it's, it's almost evening time. And I, I hate to even ask, but I asked my mom, can I please go see Rhonda? I didn't call her sister Rhonda back then. <laughs> and I didn't expect they would even let me go. You know, we've been gone for two weeks. We're just coming home. And, uh, but she says yes. And I said yes. Yes, hallelujah. We'll go to Crystal's. It'll be wonderful. Uh, so uh, um, I, I get out of the family car. I had a little car. I had a little Pontiac Sunbird. And uh, jump in my car, throw it in reverse. I left the door of the family car and knocked the door off of our 
car. And I thought, oh, Lord, they'll never let. Oh, I was thinking, they're never going to let me go now. <laughs> uh, um, I, 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 I get out and say, I, I am so sorry. I don't know what to do. I, you know, what are you going to do? And, um, uh, but to my surprise, they let me go anyway. I, I tell that story only to tell you that when someone is pursuing you, uh, how many can remember when, 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 when the, the type love that you had, and I think you ladies can pursue guys too, maybe not quite the same way, but, but, you, but you remember what it was to, to love someone to the point that, that no obstacle was going to hold you back. You're going to get there. Now, that's a love story of a husband and wife. We eventually became husband and wife, you know. And, uh, and, but you know what? There's been times that I've pursued people into dark places to pull them out. How many knows that, that God will pursue you? That, that David said it this way, when I ascend into the heavens, <laughs> you're there. But when I descend into the bowels of hell, there you are also. How many knows that you have a God that will go to where you are and grab hold of you and sometimes just snatch you up by the, by the neck and say, you've got no business being here and pulling you out? How many, I can appreciate that kind of God. How many parents here know what I'm talking about? You've had to pursue your kids into places and you, you had to yank them up and say, you've got no business being here I've had to pursue one of my kids into some bad places. But uh, thank God, those days are behind us. Amen? And uh, God, is, God is faithful. And, and when, that's the kind of love. But you know what? The message I want my family to have is there, there ain't no trouble you can get into that dad ain't going to show up and kick down a door and do everything I possibly can to help you but see the reality of the matter is I have limitations I, I don't have unlimited resources Un, unlike you know the superheroes on TV and the super dads on TV I can be defeated uh, but 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 they know that they're gonna the devil knows and the enemy knows he's gonna have to defeat me to slow me down and that's what it is with Jesus and the, the, but the difference is Jesus cannot be defeated and so whatever situation you find yourself in right now, God is pursuing you. God is looking for you. Jesus is coming after you. Amen? So don't, don't be hopeless. Uh, look up. Your redemption draweth nigh. Amen? Romans 5, 8 says, But God demonstrated his own love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, <laughs> Christ died for us. I'm glad that as I was reading this story, I'm going to summarize a little bit more. As I was reading this story, what struck me different, a different angle, I realized that when Eleazar arrived in Nahor to meet the promised bride, he parked by the well. 
And, and immediately I thought, Jesus, I remember when you went and sat by a well. In John chapter 4. Uh, but, but the difference is, Lord, Eleazar went there and found a virtuous woman. You went there and found a harlot. But they both took place at the well. And, and I began to think about that. And, and then I began to think about the well of the fount of God. And, 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 I, and I remembered how many times, in particular lately, as we're praying. And by the way, I want to urge you to try to come to some of our Tuesday night prayer meetings. We had a pretty good group show up this past Tuesday night, but it needs to be a lot better. But I remembered as I've been praying a lot lately, I've been praying, God, make us thirsty for the things of God. Give us a hunger, an appetite. Lord, we don't have to be perfect, but God, let us be. How many remember when you were hungry for the things of God? You, you weren't perfect. But you were thirsty. You wanted more. And you couldn't wait. It wasn't a chore to go to church. You were excited to go to church. It wasn't a chore to spend time in the presence of the Lord. That was the most exciting time of your life. And the Bible talks about in Revelations that we, we lose that first love, that passion. A pastor friend called me yesterday and just says, how's things going with your church? He says, well, it's going good. Yeah, you know, it's a typical response. Tennis a little down. You know, we've not completely recovered from COVID. We, we, we've got this whole new lingo that we talk nowadays. I said, but you know what I'm really praying for, if you want to pray with me? He said, what's that? I said, I'm praying for a greater passion and a greater thirst and a greater hunger. You can, have a, and you can have a house full of people, but if there's not a thirst for the genuineness of God, we're missing something. And I'm praying God stir up an appetite. So it, it was interesting to me that Jesus goes and, and he sits by the well. Eleazar goes and he sits by the well. Why? Because they're looking for people that are thirsty. Can I tell you, you can't do much for a person that isn't thirsty. You can't do much for a person until they get to the place in their life that they want to abandon where they are. They don't have to understand the redemptive power of Christ. They don't have to understand that God's able to clean them up and to set them free. They don't have to understand all that. All they got to do is know they need something more than what they got right now, and they're seeking and pursuing something greater than what has hold of them right now. God, give us people that are thirsty and hungry for more than what this world has to offer. So Jesus wasn't looking necessarily for a virtuous woman. He was looking for a thirsty woman. He was looking for someone that came to the well. Listen, you want more of God? You need to show up at the well sometime because that's where God is looking for people. You need, these altars are wells. They're well points. 
If you want more of the power of God, don't sit home and wonder why God isn't doing something in your life. Show up at the well because that's where God is looking for people to bless. And he'll turn you around. Jesus told that woman at the well, I'll give you something to drink that you'll never thirst again. He asked her, he said, how many, how many, uh, go, and get my, go and get your husband. Throw a little test out there. How many knows that sometimes Jesus will throw a test your way? <laughs> she said, I have no husband. He said, well, at least you tell the truth. Because you've had five husbands, and the guy you're shacked up with right now, you're not even married to. She said, I perceive you're a prophet. <laughs> he said something like that. But she gave her life to the Lord because she found him at a well. And, and, and I like this end of the story. And I wasn't even plan on going here so much, but I, I like the end of this story because the woman, the Bible says, keep in mind, she went to the well when other women weren't around. Why? Because she was an outcast among women. Not See, today, you, you ladies don't do that, but back then, ladies would just look down their nose on other ladies. And, and she was kind of, uh, she was, well, you know, she was kind of the city prostitute and so that lady said i mean so she would go to the well when nobody other lady was there but when god saved her the bible said she didn't go to the ladies of the city she went to the men of the city and i love what she told them <laughs> she went to the men of the city that had abused her and misused her and taken advantage of her and mistreated her and what she said or asked me for anything but has changed my life and turned me around let me let, let me let me tell you jesus is looking for somebody that he can bless jesus and and the listen he was criticized for sitting at the well in samaria these people are half-breeds they can't even prove their lineage to abraham for crying out loud they're Samaritans. They have a form of godliness, a form of Jewish culture, but they're really not part of us. Jesus, that's all right. I'm not really part of you either. <laughs> I, I'm just looking for people that are thirsty. Do we have somebody here this morning, and you don't have to raise your hand, but in your heart, you can say, Lord, I'm thirsty. Or, Lord, I want to get thirsty. Lord, I want you to create a thirst and a hunger and an appetite for the things of God in my life. Because God is sitting by the well. Eleazar is sitting by the well. And they're waiting for God is pursuing us on this Valentine's Day. He holds no good things from us. Ten camels. 
A camel can haul a lot of stuff. I, I probably should have looked up how much uh, average camel can haul for weight, but I would suspect it's a lot. He packed down 10 camels of supplies and brought with him to demonstrate. Now, keep in mind, part of that is just the what she needed to be sustained on her trip back. He had, he had tents. He had, no doubt, uh, just supplies that she would need on her trip back to make her comfortable and make the trip bearable. Because they had, listen, it would take months to make that trip. I think we missed that part of the story. I know I missed that part of the story until I got looking into it a little deeper. It takes a long time to make that trip. And, and, and so he was not asking a little thing of her. But he said, but if you will follow back with me, my master has so much he's going to bestow upon you. And you're going to be the princess. You're going to be Isaac. You're going to be my master's son's wife. There, you're going to be heir to everything. Joint heirs with Isaac if you'll just come back. Does it sound familiar? And God is wooing the church today. The Holy Spirit is wooing the church today. Yeah, we've got a journey. Yeah, we've got some stuff we've got to walk through. We're going to have some hard days we're going to have to make it through. There's going to be some sun-drenched days. There's going to be some days that, that it's going to be tough, and we're not going to know how to put one foot in front of the other. But that's all right, Rebecca. If you go with me, I'm going to be there with you all of the time. I'm not going to leave you. When it gets too hot, I'll pitch a tent. When you get too thirsty, I'll draw some water. We're going to make it through. That's what the Holy Spirit is saying to you today, church. He doesn't promise us that the journey will be easy. He just says, I've provided a comforter in the Holy Spirit to be with you on the journey. But you're the bride of Christ. And Christ is, is at my right hand. And he's awaiting for the reunion. Of the bride of Christ. Jesus said, I will not finish uh, this cup. I will not take up this cup again until we sit together with the bride. Jesus is looking for the time that the church comes back into relationship with him. This is a love story, church. But it's a love story not just of Isaac and Rebecca, but it's a love story of Jesus and the church. Eliezer took her from where he, she was. To take her somewhere better. God finds you where you are. But he doesn't leave you where you are. <laughs> Aren't you glad that while we were yet in sin. Christ pursued us. I'm glad he found me where I was. But I'm glad he didn't leave me where I was. And that he ta he's taking me on a journey. And he's looking for thirsty people. Um. Christ is looking for laborers, and I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wrap up. I've got about eight more points, but we won't do that. <laughs> Not really. Christ is looking for laborers. He's looking for people that are willing. Listen, I, I told you he tested the woman at the well. He asked her, just are you being honest with me? Are you being transparent with me? Jesus said, you know, go get your husband, and she we went through that already. 
she she came clean of her history. Well, Eleazar prayed, God, show me the woman. Let it be a woman that's come to the well first. Again, God's looking at the well. How many are coming to the well? But how many are, but Lord, let it be someone that comes to the well and not be lazy. And this is how I want you to show me. Not only, God, do I want her, the woman that I'm to take back to Isaac, to draw me a drink of water. I want you to have her draw water for my camels. Now, you think that's an easy thing. Have you ever watered ten thirsty camels? <laughs> I, 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 I've been told a, cam, a thirsty camel can drink up to 50 gallons of water. She had a, probably a gallon or two pail that she was dipping with. And, and she told Eleazar here, let me give you a cup of water. You sit there in the shade. I'm going to water your camels. Eleazar said, that's the one. That's the one. She'll make Isaac a good wife. And God is looking for a bride that wants to draw out just not enough, but wants to draw out an abundance that wants to draw out enough for them and to water the thirstiness that's around us. It starts with getting thirsty up inside. Well, Jesus said it this way, that out of our bellies should flow rivers of living water. Yeah, it starts out, we're just out to get enough to get by. But it turns out that God intends for us to be a watering source for those around us. God told, Eleazar told Rebecca, then he went through the customs and the traditions to, to make the presentation to her and her family. And she desired with haste to start the journey back not to delay not to wait but to get on back and meet this this Isaac and she did go back and the Bible says that when she got back that Isaac was out in the evening and saw the caravan of camels coming and went out to greet his bride can I tell you that Jesus is watching for the bride? He's waiting. He's pursuing. He's providing. He's taken care of. And he's anxiously awaiting. We, we sing that song, I can only imagine. I can only imagine what it will be like when I see Jesus face to face. I done a word search one time 
of, of, of the, the the Bible says that when Rebecca saw Isaac, she lit off of her camel to go to, and, and, and you get this vision of this, you know, this romantic. But I, I dug a little deeper in that passage, and the, the word literally means she fell off of her camel. That's a good way to meet your bride, isn't it? <laughs> Just fell off. So overwhelmed. That's all right. Isaac was proud to see his bride. He had, he had sought her. He had made provision for her. He had, he had planned for that day. Can I tell you, Jesus is looking for a bride. Bow your heads with me this morning. If you're here this morning and you're wondering in your heart, am I really loved? Am I really loved? I, I, I want to present this picture to you this morning because I want you to see Jesus loves you so much that he died for you. I don't want you to see a picture of judgment or anger. I want, to see a, I want you to see a picture of love and patience. And Jesus loved Rebecca. And if you're here this morning and you're struggling because you can't comprehend that Jesus really loves you, and you're constantly struggling with this guilt and this condemnation I, I want to pray that the Holy Spirit this morning reminds you of the love of Christ maybe he needs to wrap his arms around you a little bit or build a tent from the sun that you're feeling or draw you a fresh cup of water this morning in the spirit I Whatever the Holy Spirit needs to do. Would you, would you all just, everyone in the building, just raise your hands toward heaven. Father, right now, God, reveal your love to us. God, this is Valentine's Day. <laughs> Lord, 1 Corinthians 13 tells us all of what real love looks like. It's not judging. It's not harsh. It remembers not our faults. doesn't hold anything against us. God, that's the kind of love, Lord, that you demonstrate to the body of Christ. Lord, the kind of love that's giving. And, and Father, right now, I ask, Lord, that the Holy Spirit, through the power of God, would beckon and stir every heart in this room this morning. If you're here this morning, you say, Pastor, I've never... Receive the love of Christ, but it makes sense to me. And I want to start that journey today. I want to start pursuing my relationship with Jesus. I want to be a part of the bride of Christ. I heard you. I understand that it's not going to always be easy, but the word promises that we'll have a helper, that we'll have somebody to bring us through. If you're here this morning, and that's you, just 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 wait just a moment. Just wait on the Lord. 
If you're here this morning and that's you, and you want to start your relationship with the Lord today, I want you to slip your hand up so I can pray for you. Bless you. Bless you. God bless you. Thank you. Are there others this morning? I just want to feel the love of Christ. I want to pursue Him. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you for making a way. Thank you for your salvation. God, forgive me. Listen, I want you to just ask, Lord, forgive me of my sins. God, your word declares that, God, that you, you've put them under your blood and they're, they're cast as far from me as the east is from the west and you won't hold them against me. God, I'm, I'm, I'm not perfect still and I'm going to mess up and I'm going to slip, but Father God, I want to pursue you. And God, I, I'm asking God that you reveal the love of the pursuer. God, that you let me know this morning just how much you love me. Holy Spirit, right now, right now. Holy Spirit, you can do what I cannot do. Reveal your love. Be encouraged in the Lord. Be encouraged in the Lord. Let the billows of love just flow over you this morning. Holy Spirit, yes, Lord. Flow over this body. Flow over this body. God, encourage us this morning. Let us sense your love this morning. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Well, know this, you're loved this morning. Don't let the devil lie to you and tell you anything else. Because he's a liar. You're loved first by Jesus Christ. And then you're loved by your brothers and sisters. You're loved by me. You're loved by your brothers and sisters in Christ. So I love you, and I pray that you have a great Valentine's Day, whatever that means to you. Uh, you enjoy your day in the Lord, and God bless you and keep you. Uh, be back here Tuesday night prayer meeting. Wednesday night church. God bless you. You're dismissed.